in my last episode, I talked about the concept of good writing how and how there really isn't such a thing. And I know because I've been teaching fearless writing for a while, how challenging this concept is that there's no such thing as good writing. I know that for many of you, you have spent your writing life trying to be a good writer, however you define that. And this, and it feels like throwing away all your learning. And I'm not saying you you should do that. You still need to write as well as you think you need to write to tell the story you want to tell. But here's a story from my own life about the concept of good writing. And particularly as it relates to what we read, because many of us learn to write in a way from reading. Reading is how we develop our aesthetic, and it's really where we find what we love. And I started reading. I became a really devoted reader in my late, my early teens, high school, and I read initially fantasy literature. I just read a ton of it, and I was obsessed with it for a little while. And then I moved on to what was generally called literary fiction. I became a big fan of T.S. Eliot, of poetry of T.S. Eliot and E.E. E. Cummings and Wallace Stevens and Dylan Thomas and literary fiction as well. Hemingway and, and uh, Faulkner and Vladimir, Vladimir Nabokov. I was a huge Vladimir Nabokov fan. I read, of course, Lolita, but I read Invitation to Beheading and King Queen Knave. And I had started reading a book called Ada or Ardor, which is his kind of his one of his magnum opus. I think he referred to it as his answer to James Joyce's Ulysses. It was experimental. It was ambitious. And I was really committed to fiction writing at this time. I think I was 21, maybe when I started reading it. And I loved it. I started and I thought, this is just, man, this guy has such command over what he's doing. And I really felt that way about him. In a way, I thought Nabokov kind of taught me how to think the way he had his his sentences were so complete and so creative and so um smart i just learned about what language could do and what a sentence and a paragraph could do and his command over story it just impressed me and i felt i learned a lot about writing from reading it and ada or ardor as it was called as it is called was a great example of it. And I started reading it and I just loved it, but it's a big book. And uh, life was happening to me at that time. I just quit college. I had this girlfriend and it was kind of tempestuous relationship and I never finished it. But in my mind, it was the great unfinished book that I wanted to get back to. Flash ahead years later, now I'm living in Seattle. I've moved from Providence to Seattle. I'm living with my now woman I would marry eventually. And things have changed for me. A lot has happened since I started reading Ada. I'd done, I'd created a sketch comedy show. I'd gone to Los Angeles to try to be a screenwriter. Now is living with the woman I loved and uh, ready for more changes. And But I was a little bored. And one day, Jen, my wife, and I said, let's go to a bookstore. So we did. And I was like, that's what I should do. I should get myself a book. I haven't read a book in a while. And I hadn't. It'd been a while since I'd read fiction or six months or so. And so I said, ah, I know what I'll do. I'll pick up Ada. I'll finish that book. Great, great. It's good. So I got it, took it home, plopped myself down on the couch, and prepared to fall in love all over again. And I cracked that book open, and I could get two pages into it. I found it, into, I found it sterile. I found his style impenetrable. I felt like I was just watching him write and that it was too intellectual and it had no emotion to it. I couldn't read it. 
And it was so weird to me because while I loved Vladimir Nabokov's stuff, he was like a friend. A writer that you love is kind of like a friend. You agree. You want to spend time with each other. And I wasn't friends with him anymore, apparently. I didn't know what to make of it, but I couldn't change that. And I hadn't read him since. Put it down and I never picked it up. Now, here's the thing. Just because I couldn't read Nabokov at age 25, 26, doesn't mean I shouldn't have read him when I was 21. I wouldn't go back to my 20 or 21 or 19-year-old self and say, don't read him. He's too intellectual. He's, he's too controlling. He's not loose enough. No. I still learned what I needed to learn from him. I still loved him at the time for where I was and where I was headed and what I needed to discover and how I needed to grow. He was incredibly instrumental in that way. But, but it was just that I had changed, my interests had changed, my thinking had changed, and he no longer served it. You don't have to read anybody. There is nothing you, there is no one way you have to create. I was at a writer's conference and I was teaching about I can't remember. It was a fearless writing kind of class I was teaching. And there was this woman who had written a bunch of romance novels and she was doing all right with it. And I had talked about my relationship to poetry and we got to talking about it a little bit. And she sort of lowered her head and, and dropped her voice and said, well, I, I, I really, I just don't like poetry kind of apologizing for it. And I said, don't apologize. You don't have to read poetry. It helped me. Poetry helped my prose. But you don't have to read it if you don't like it. If it doesn't speak to you, don't read it. If you don't want to read the classics, don't read the classics. You don't want to read Shakespeare, don't read Shakespeare. You don't have to do anything. You have within you a guidance system that will point you towards what you need. You listen to it. Don't listen to what everybody says you should write or should read. There is no one answer. You follow your own guidance, the thing that turns you on, that excites you. And that, and if you follow that, you will end up writing the kind, you will read the kind of writers you want to read who will help teach you to write and in that way you will write the stories you want don't listen to other people who want to tell you what you should do there is no one way to do this there's no one way to do this there just isn't and sometimes we wish there was don't we just follow these rules and you'll get it right nope doesn't work that way only you know the stuff you need to read and the stuff you need to write it's true so thanks for listening i do these every week. And so if you don't want to miss a little dose of inspiration and advice, go ahead and subscribe. And don't be afraid to reach out to me at williamknauer.com. I'd love to hear from you. So until next week, this is Bill Knauer. Stay fearless. Mm -hmm.